This podcast contains our own personal views not associated with any organisation. Coronial contains descriptions of death inquests that may be graphic and disturbing to some listeners. Discretion is advised. Hello everybody and welcome back to Coronial. Today I'll be telling you about the death of Mark Bayliss, who was 47 years old when he was killed during a severe storm on the Gold Coast. Oh, okay. Mm. So on the 20th of May 2009, the wind was very strong on the Gold Coast, with an average of 74 kilometres per hour and a maximum wind gust of 96 kilometres per hour. Wow. Yeah, right. That's moderate. (laughs) I think it's a little more than moderate. A bit severe, yeah. Yeah. So there was a police officer who was controlling traffic at the intersection of Elkhorn Avenue and Surface Paradise Boulevard. Mm -hmm. At about 2.30pm, he looked up to see a large metal sheet come loose from the northeastern side of the 22nd floor of a nearby apartment building. Oh, this is not going to go well. No. So he watched (laughs) as it fell, and then it was caught by the wind and blown into the side of the building. He then lost sight of it as it continued to fall and crossed Elkhorn Avenue. So it was dancing in the wind at this point. It's like the flowing plastic bag in American Beauty. Yeah. But sheer metal. Yep. So Mark was a commercial realtor whose office was on the first floor of an office building approximately 60 metres from the apartment building. Mark was standing at the window of his office when all of a sudden his co-workers heard a big pane of glass explode, showering the office with glass. Oh, Uh, my God. So he was inside. I just assumed he he was was outside. He was inside his office. Oh, my God. Standing at the window. Okay. Now I can't go to work. Yeah. <laughs> no windows. No Not windows. During a storm. No. no. So when his co-workers went to check on him, Mark was found on the floor with blood on his face and a gash to his chest. His hands were still in his pockets and he looked to be having small fits. His business partner performed CPR until the ambulance arrived, but unfortunately Mark passed away at the Gold Coast Hospital later that afternoon. An autopsy showed that Mark had fractured ribs and sternum, collapsed lungs, a ruptured pericardial sac, and full-thickness lacerations to his aorta and his left lung. Wait, what? That is ridiculous. Yeah, so his co-workers were actually also sort of at the window but in a separate office. Yeah. So we're looking at the same window. Mm. Yeah. So they had been looking at the storm previously and then they'd sort of turned away and then he was still standing at the window in his office. Yeah. And... Also, he was just, just storm-watching. Like, yeah, he was just literally. watching yep. the storm by the window. Yep. Standing his office. On the ground on floor. The, I think he might have even been on his phone. On the first floor. First floor. Yeah. So not even high up. No, his hands were in his pocket, so he was on the phone. Yeah, that was oh. the inconsistency I picked maybe up as a headset? well. I don't know. All right. Like, maybe he was wearing headphones. I don't know. Speakerphone? All right, whatever. Maybe. Uh, so the sheet of metal which killed Mark was an aluminium louvered privacy screen, which was installed in September 2003 during the construction of the apartment building. And sorry, remind me, when was this? This was in 2009. Okay, five years later. Cool. Six. Six. The company that manufactured and installed the privacy screens on the building were contracted by the construction company that was actually building it. The original contract they had was to manufacture and install the handrails and balustrades, But at a later stage, the building company asked for a quote to install the privacy screens as well. And was that something that they did commonly or was that like an add-on that wasn't really their specialty? I honestly don't know. I know they definitely did the handrails and balustrades as like their core business. Yep. I'm not sure how often they did things like privacy screens and other miscellaneous metal things. 
So Mr. P was the workshop manager for the installation company, and he would oversee jobs, supervise staff, and complete the shop drawings, although he didn't have any design qualifications, but he didn't have a lot of experience, so he relied on that when he was doing the shop drawings. Yep. So this job proceeded like any other, with the architect providing the concept plan, including the materials used to manufacture the screens. Then Mr. P would draw something up and run that design past the engineer, who was Mr. O. Mm -hmm. So that was their standard procedure for these sorts of things. And I would assume that that is standard. It wasn't called out as being irregular. In the inquest, yep. Yeah. So there were three installers for this job, none of whom had any trade qualifications. That seems less than ideal. Yeah, any training required happened on the job during the installation process. So Mr. P and the lead installer, Mr. H, had both worked for the company for a long time. So 22 years and 15 years, respectively. So they both had a lot of years of experience in this company and in the trade in general. yep. Mr. O is a structural engineer registered in Queensland and with many years of experience. He had worked with the company on various jobs for about six years. So he wasn't sort of directly employed for the company, but worked with them on a number of jobs to certify and engineer things. (laughs) Engineer things. Yep. I engineer things. I build engineering. (laughs) (laughs) Census. What do you do for a living? Engineer buildings. Yep. So the privacy screens were installed from the bottom up, and each screen was lowered onto the guiding pins of the next screen before being bolted to the balcony edge. Sure. For each of the levels of the building. The bottom of the screen had three bolts that went through to the top of the screen below it to lock it to that lower screen. So they were all sort of connected to each other as they went up. But were they connected to the building? Yes, or just so to they each went other? to that balcony edge, which was a big concrete slab. Yeah, okay. They so they to that as well. That as well, okay. Yeah. So the screen on level 22 was fitted differently to the others because there was a change to the concrete slab configuration of the balcony above level 22. And that meant that the screen couldn't be bolted to the balcony edge. Yeah. Because it just wasn't there to be bolted to. So it instead had to be fixed vertically to the balcony ceiling, which only extended about halfway across the screen. So instead of being fixed horizontally to the edge of the balcony, Mm -hmm. it was then had to be going vertically up to the ceiling. Mm -hmm. So it had a different anchor point. Yep. Presumably a weaker anchor point. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You got it. So Mr. P realised that they needed to amend the design of the screen on level 22 when they were fitting the last few in that section and they sort of got to that point like, oh, hang on a second, this one's different. He had to measure the screen because he needed the measurement from the underside of the concrete to work out the dimensions of the metal fixing plate to attach that screen to the balcony roof. Mm -hmm. So they needed to design something that was a little bit different. He drew a sketch before going out to site and then amended it after going out and getting the measurement he needed. He decided what material to use and then ran this by the engineer, Mr. O, either by phone or in person. He said that Mr. O approved the 10mm bar to be welded to the top of the screen. He remembered some discussion about whether the bar should extend across the whole top rail, but he didn't actually show Mr. O any shop drawings or any drawings at all. He's saying they just had a discussion about it generally. Okay. Mr. P drilled 11mm holes in the fixing plate, although all the other screens were fitted with 12mm bolts. At the time of the inquest, he didn't know why he had done that. There was no explanation for it. Had some leftover 11mm, thought I'd just chuck them in. Who knows? But, like, this was just drilling the hole. This wasn't putting the bolt in. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Interestingly, Mr. O denied that Mr. P came into his office around the 1st, 2nd or 3rd of September 2003 to discuss the level 22 screen and the fixing plate. Yep. He also denied seeing sketches of the screen or fixing plate prior to seeing it in the brief of evidence for the inquest. Okay. Didn't Mr. P say that he never showed any designs yeah, anyway? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think he, I don't know whether it was before he said he did, but then in yep. the inquest he said, no, actually, I, I didn't. Yeah. He denied having any conversations about the design of the screens prior to the installation of the Level 22 screen. Any of the others or just that specific one? It'll come back to it, yep. essentially any of the others as well. Okay. Mr. P thought that Mr. O was retained for the design of the screens before they were actually installed, but couldn't explain why Mr. O had only been asked for a quote for the screens in November 2003, a month after installation. Mm. So mm. he thought he had been involved the whole time. Mm. Yeah. But he would, the engineer was only ever asked for a quote a month after they'd installed them. Interesting. So, so, yeah. so that, that kind a- of suggests that the engineer is accurate in this point that he didn't know about their installation yeah. until later. Yeah, there was a little bit of evidence. Like there was a thing in his diary about something to do with screens, but they couldn't really corroborate Tell. that yeah. at all, saying yeah, it was literally yeah. just a one note in his diary. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like there wasn't an official kind of anything until no that. Record. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the lead installer, Mr. H, said that the fixings that were intended to be used for the level 22 screen were four 10 millimeter bolts, although he said that the lower screens had been fastened with 12 millimeter bolts. But just four as well, or? Uh, yeah, the rest of them I think were only three or four. As well. Yeah. yeah. After the incident, Mr. P located a sheared off screw during inspection of the balcony which showed that the fixings used were actually four 5.37mm stainless steel batten screws into hilti plugs, which are like plastic anchors that they use for anchoring into concrete. Mm -hmm. So the rest of the screens were 12mm. They were intending to use 10mm, but they ended up using 5.37mm. Right. So half of the length of the... Ones they oh, I thought you were talking about the diameter of the screw. I thought no, the, this is the length of the, the length. The yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So half the length that they were using for the rest of them. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is that the thickness of the concrete when you're going through with that plane? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. So one of the installers remembered that there was an unusual screen that we were having trouble fitting, and when he was shown photos of the balcony and the screen, he was like, okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that one. Yep. He also remembered that Mr. H had asked him to get one of the floor supervisors from the building company to look at the fixing because they were having issues with attaching it. One of the other installers remembered that he had been told to change the hex head fittings to a countersunk fitting because the screw head was visible. Right. So it was potentially also about the aesthetic? Yes. Okay. Yep. So Mr. H, who was the lead installer, said that when they were installing the screen, a floor supervisor from the building company, had asked him what sort of bolts he would be using and then told him they couldn't use the hex head bolts because they looked, quote, disgusting. (laughs) Excellent. Mm Because people are really going to notice the bolts that you've used in the ceiling of this balcony. I mean, what was the aesthetic of the privacy screens? Well, (laughs) yes. For me personally, I'm like, none of them look particularly aesthetically pleasing either, but, you know. Mr. H then went down to his car to find an alternative screw but wasn't happy about changing this until they'd had someone authorise the change and he wanted the engineer to inspect it to say, yes, this is actually okay to use. Mm. Mr. H and another installer remember Mr. H calling Mr. P about the issue 
who told her to make sure he got approval to make the change and to wait until the engineer attended. The installers waited a while. That was the only screen that they fitted on that day, so they think they were waiting for a few hours. The day, yep. Yep. Before three building company employees, or what they, two were in sort of uniform and one was not in uniform, they came up to check the fixings and discuss the plan, and they confirmed that it was okay to use that fixing that they had decided on, mm-hmm. but there was actually no documented evidence of that approval. So it was all verbal. Yeah. Them saying, yeah, you're good to use this. Gosh, they Go have good it. memories. Yes. Of all of what that. happened yep. here, considering, yep. well, when was the inquest actually held? If this is so all the, happening in 2003, yeah, the storm so was the, in 2009. The inquest happened five and a half years after Mark's death, so 11 years after the screens were installed. How do they have such yeah. memories of know. everything that's happened? I, no idea. Yeah. 11 that, years later, no memory whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I understand so why some people are denying that particular conversation yeah. happened, because how would you remember yeah, how would 11 you, years yeah, later? Exactly. Especially if there's no documented no. proof of this. I don't know. It just makes you question how much weight you can put on a lot of that evidence mm. as the coroner anyway. Yeah. Some of this may be the coroner having to go with what seems like the, the best evidence yes. that was provided at the inquest as well, though. So Yeah, and I do talk about the inconsistencies a little bit later because obviously Which there seems are fair. some. Yeah. So the floor supervisor denied having a discussion about the fixings, and while he conceded that he might have made a comment about the bolts hanging out, he wouldn't have told the installers what to use. Like He wouldn't have said, you need to use this bolt instead of this bolt. Yeah. Okay. He denied any involvement with Mr O about any of the privacy screens, and doesn't remember needing to get the building company engineer to go to a floor to inspect what the tradesmen were doing. Okay. Mr O denies attending the site on the day the screen was installed and has no notes to this effect in his diary. And remind me, Mr O was the engineer? Yeah, the yeah. engineer that they had been using. For yeah. That. There was like a building company engineer available, but I they weren't using him for their specific the screens, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the screen company also had their own engineer along yes. with their own designer. Yep, that were actually the handrail yeah. company. Yes, yeah, so the handrail company were doing the screens, and they had their own engineer, Mister O, to do all of the things they were doing. Yeah, yeah, but like as in they were they were initially contracted for the handrails. Yes, and they and got they that were on hand. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mr. H thought that the use of the batten screws was okay, so didn't argue with the advice that they could be used. So he was sort of like, you've said it's okay, I'm fine with it, it's okay, let's use them. Because they're not the disgusting ones. (laughs) Yes. Mr. P said that he would have expected someone of Mr. H's experience to know that the screws were not suitable. So pretty much everyone else in this inquest was like, those screws were wholly unsuitable, Mr. H was like, no, I thought they were good at the time. And he was the design guy. He was the lead installer. Lead installer. Brilliant. So he was the person actually installing all of the bits of metal to the building. That had no trade qualifications? Correct, yeah. Okay. But lots of experience. Okay. So in September 2002, so we're going back a little bit, Mr. O was employed by the installation company to look at the design of the balustrades for the handrails. On the 10th of November 2003, he provided a quote for the design documentation, and certification for additional works associated with pergolas and screens. So that would be these privacy screens. He didn't actually hear anything further from the company, so he assumed they hadn't won the contract for the screens. Okay. So he gave that initial quote in November, but then didn't hear anything back, and he's like, okay, well, they mustn't have done them. 
Mr. O performed the inspection of the balustrades on the 19th of May, 2004, and remembers being told by Mr. P that they had done the privacy screens as well, so he would need to sign them off, as well as the balustrades. He said that he couldn't necessarily see the fixings for the screens, just based on the way that they were installed, like they're on the side of the building. Well, yeah, I mean, I you're guess you're trying to hide them, right? Yeah. You want like them to be pretty seamless. Yeah. But he checked on the general concept of what he'd been told had happened. He agreed that there was trust involved in this type of certification because he obviously couldn't be there on site the whole time. Like, he couldn't be watching them install all of these screens. So he had to trust that what they told him, this is the way we installed them, Mm. was actually the way they did it. And that's hard because how much highlight did they give to the one different one? Exactly right. So... He couldn't confirm which screens or how many he inspected, Mm. but that it would have been more than five and that he definitely didn't inspect a unit on level 22. So he said that only a random selection of items would be inspected, but that he wanted to see any variations in the type of fixtures. Yeah. Because obviously if everything's the same, you only need to inspect a percentage of them. Mm -hmm. But that he specifically wanted to see different Types. I think there was one on level seven, which he went and looked at because it was a little bit different. Right. Okay. But he didn't, he wasn't told about level 22 that it was different. So he didn't go and look at it. Okay. Yep. That's how he can definitely say he definitely didn't go to that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So the installation company provided Mr. O with the shop drawings, one of which was a drawing of a typical privacy screen, which he believed was representative of the screens from level one to level 22. So that was just like the standard ones that they had done up till that point, but it wasn't, level 22 was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The drawing didn't have the fixing specified, but when he was doing his inspection, he was provided with a fixing, which is a 12 millimeter Hilti expansion anchor, which was confirmed by Mr. P. It was like, yeah, we did actually give him an example of this what, is what we this used. This is what we used. Yeah. yeah. For every level other than 22. Yes. It didn't bring up the 22 yeah. difference. Mr. O took measurements to allow him to make calculations to satisfy that those fixings were appropriate. Mr. P stated that he didn't think it was necessary to inform Mr. O of the change at level 22 because he thought that the building company had taken care of it. Uh, so it was one of those things where it's like, I don't need to tell him because he already knows. at the time the building company got their engineer to check it and they mm. said that it was fine, so we don't need to worry about it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So on the 21st of May 2004, Mr. O issued a certificate of certification for the privacy screens as well as the balustrades that he'd looked at. After Mark's death, Mr. O did some calculations for the privacy screen based on the fixings used on the other screens and determined that the screen would have maintained its integrity had the 12mm fixings been used on level 22. Yeah. So there were obviously some inconsistencies in the evidence because of the length of time between them installing it and then the death and then the inquest. The coroner found that Mr. H did discuss the fixing with the building company employee, but not an engineer. Okay. And that they agreed to use those batten screws that he had found Found in his his car. Yep. The coroner also found that Mr. O did not attend the site on that day that the screens were installed to approve the fixing. Yep. So someone in the building company said, yes, we can use these but it wasn't an engineer and it wasn't Mr. O who had been previously engaged to look, look at the balustrades, up. but not the privacy screens. And then ultimately gave the okay for the privacy screens anyway, but off. he wasn't ever there on that day when yeah. it was installed. Yeah, I had or no informed. prior knowledge of yeah. it, basically. Yeah. 
So the coroner got an expert report from a structural engineer, which found that the failure of the screen was due to an incorrect fixing selection, as we can sort of figure out, and specification. It also found that had the 12mm bolts been used, the screen would not have detached from the building. So we've got two engineers saying, yes, if we'd used the bolts we used for the rest of it, this it would have been happened. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So although there was some criticism of Mr O about the lack of information on the certification certificate and the time allocated to the inspection, because there was a bit of criticism about you only allocated an hour, but maybe it should have taken you longer than that. Yeah. So a little bit of back and forth about that. The coroner didn't think that this warranted a referral to Engineers Australia for disciplinary action. Yeah, it does sound a bit like misinformation to him as an increased risk. Sure, there's some worry about, well, you know, should he have done other things to reduce that risk of misinformation? But there's also some that's not worked out because of people's assumptions as well. Yeah. So the coroner found that Mr O relied on incomplete information from the installation company and proceeded with his normal work based on that incorrect information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the coroner found that the installation company had poor design drawings, poor documentation of design changes and meetings, poor systems about change in design while on site, and didn't seek input from Mr O about the change to the fixings on level 22. And so this installation company did hold a building licence, but because of the length of time that had passed since the screens were installed, so 11 years, the coroner didn't make any referral for disciplinary action under the Queensland Building Services Authority Act. Yep. So unfortunately for this one, like it seems like a freak accident. Not that the screen sheared off because it sounds like that possibly would have happened anyway. Yeah. But just that it happened in a way that someone was killed Yeah. by it. Like... Yeah. What are the chances that it had blown in a different direction? Yeah. And not you know, you're on the coast, it might have significant. could have gone out to sea. Yeah. Yeah, who knows where it could have landed. Yeah. And I think this also was just a really severe storm that hadn't ever really happened on the Gold Coast. Like this is not weather that they were used to having. Right. Yeah, an I expectation of the strength of the need of those privacy screens in the yeah. first place. If they'd, you know, use ten millimeter bolts on every other level because yeah. the force that they were expecting to be applied to that and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, and I read an article that said that the police were actually closing some streets because people's barbecues were being like thrown right. off the balcony. Oh, so wow. like there was there was okay. a lot happening in this yeah, right. on this day. There was a lot of debris around. Yeah. But so the screen was about three meters high and at one point five meters wide. So like that's, that's a, a fairly decent size. significant. Yeah. Well, I mean, it blew material. through an office window. Like, yeah. I would assume that. Oh, it depends on what kind of office building. But I'm just thinking about like a big high rise and the Gold Coast is gonna have. Yeah, like this was level one, so maybe it was just like normal All office, office. Yeah, like true, normal glass. But yep. even still, just like if he wasn't in his office or he was further back from the window, mm-hmm. he might yeah. have been totally fine. Yeah. So just the sheer coincidence of that actually happening. Yeah. I wonder if he saw it coming. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I assume like if you saw it coming towards you, your instinct would yeah, but it would something back away. That big. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't have time. Yeah. yeah. So it's just one of those crazy ones that you read. That, wait, what? what yeah, yeah, yeah. How? 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 And at least it's not frustrating. Like, so, okay, yes, there was some misinformation that led to mm. some poor choices, but it's nothing like ongoing deceit or And it wasn't a deliberate thing at all. Yeah, and it was just a mistake that happened because people thought that it was going to be okay, that it was not going to be. And you think that the person 
Yeah. Who was able to make that decision, made that decision, but yeah. it turns out they didn't. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It turns out it wasn't the qualified person who could make that decision yeah. that gave the okay. Yeah. And I don't know that they could necessarily identify who had given the okay. Yeah. Because it's obviously 11 years later, like, there was a guy in plain clothes. Like, he wasn't in a uniform. Yeah. But there were just several people also all having input. Around, yeah. And it's like, whose specific input was, was the that? driver that actually led to that decision being made? Yeah, and who would think that how many years after? Like, five and a half years? Yeah. Was when it was going to blow off the building and kill someone. Yeah. And, it, like, it clearly survived for five and a half years attached Fine. normally. Well, attached normally. I mean, well, I wonder if there was any normally, but... signs that it was detaching yeah. or whether it was literally just that one day. Yeah, and there was – so someone owned the unit, but I think it was vacant at the time this happened. Okay. So, I, yeah, maybe there was just no one there to – Have noticed. Realise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But also nothing you could do by the point that it no. shears off the building. Nothing you can't do anything to stop it. that. Yeah, yeah. No. stopping it at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just really highlighting the importance of – Correct engineering and just that a decision made, not necessarily a split second decision, but a sort of what seems to maybe be inconsequential decision could actually have really severe ramifications. Yeah. Like, like years later. When you're doing significant builds like that. Yeah. 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 And like level 22 is pretty high. Yeah, fair. And one thing they also mentioned was that the engineer, when he was certifying these, they didn't have the resources to be able to get an outside entry. Like, they didn't Elevator. give him, Yeah, they didn't have the ability to, for him to be on the outside of the building. So he was just going up to levels he was to just get to going, the balcony. Yeah, he was just going onto the balconies and sort of having a look as much as he could to see, does that look right? right. That was a really hard job for him to do. Like, yeah. feeling comfortable to say that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, being comfortable enough to sign yeah, off it on is, that. It's his profession, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. He probably can, but I'm just like, when I think about that, I'd be like, oh, this feels uncomfortable. Yeah, especially, I guess, for a company that does handrails. Yeah. Like, you could very easily, like, a handrail is where people would be. Yeah. So you would be able to see how that is joined. And secured, yeah. yeah. Whereas a privacy screen, not so much. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that was a lot to That was a wild one, in. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, look, storms obviously happen fairly frequently, mm. you know, but, yeah, I've never really thought about all the, like, danger that's going to come from debris when I'm already indoors. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, if you're outside, yeah. maybe a little bit, but you're in a building. Mm. So don't stand next to a window in a storm, is basically. Yeah, yeah. Even if you want to look at the storm, don't. Binoculars from far away. <laughs> yeah, or just stand, you know, a few good metres back from yep. the window and mm. look at your reflection and then look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yep, thank you all for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Catch you again next time. Bye.